What's up, besties? Welcome back to another episode of Bougie Talks Podcast. I am your host, Bougie Bree, and let's talk about it. First, before we start tonight's episode, I just want to um, give a huge thank you to my sponsor on the last episode, which was not last week. Did y'all notice that I didn't post the episode last week? I, I wanted to do that. I had a bye week. And I wanted to do that to see how many people would notice that I actually didn't post the episode last week. And a few of y'all hit me up and was like, did the episode come up? Did the episode come that I missed? No, I didn't post last week. But this week it's on. But I wanted to give a huge shout out to my sponsor on last week, Jamisha, True Dreams Cosmetics. That's, that was um, super, super nice of you. I really appreciate you again. We did receive our palettes, and they are absolutely beautiful. Thank you to the contest winners for participating. And, yeah, let's talk about it. So tonight's episode is very deep, very real, very raw. Um, If you did not know, September is the month of suicide prevention awareness, and it's celebrated through um, the month of September. And um, we're going to talk about mental health and suicide awareness, what we can do to maybe even prevent some things that happen to the people that we love. Um, Because pain isn't always obvious. Um, And you can never really know if somebody's going through something if you don't recognize the signs, if you don't have the words, and if you don't reach out, because those are like three of the most vital steps you can actually take if you're feeling like something isn't right with somebody, whether it be a friend, whether it be a family member, a coworker, whatever the case may be, every day somebody is struggling with some type of emotional pain, some type of mental health issue, and for some it's just it's too difficult to talk about the pain. And, and thoughts of maybe suicide and the need for help. Because, you know, a lot of us do not like to ask anybody for help. We feel like we're a burden. I say we. I don't like to be a burden on people. So I feel like people that do have suicidal thoughts um, or have, you know, committed suicide, they felt like a burden on the world. They felt like a burden to the people around them. Nothing ever made them happy. So, but take these as warning signs and a cry for help. We have to recognize when there's a cry for help. So, first thing, you have to kind of know the signs of people that are maybe dealing with something deeper than what we may know. So, like, um, if they're reckless, in their behavior, they really don't care what they do, what they say, changing. If they're always sleeping, never really want to do nothing, not want to put no clothes on, get up and take a bath, put, you know, they're always sleeping. Um, increased alcohol or drug use, that's definitely a big warning sign. Um, talking about actually wanting to die or, you know, committing suicide. Um, uncontrolled anger, no sense of purpose, they don't have they don't have anything they feel like they, they're living for. There's no reason I should be here. There's no reason I should live. And what is my purpose here on earth? I don't have a purpose. So um, also sudden mood changes or withdrawal, 
things like that. You have to know the signs. It also could be them putting affairs into order, um, getting their things settled for when they decide that they don't want to be here anymore. They're putting affairs in orders or uh, putting affairs in order or giving away possessions or they have a lot of anxiety or they're always agitated and they're talking about being a burden to others. Like, take those as warning signs. That's really serious. Um, feeling hopeless, feeling desperate, feeling trapped in their own mental thoughts. Like, you just have to be able to recognize these signs because you don't want to look back and be like, well, damn, I could have, I should have. I would have. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to look back and be that person. Um, I really, myself personally, I have never had suicidal thoughts. I've never been the one to feel like um, I wanted to leave here and not be alive anymore. I've never had those thoughts myself personally. But I have been um, touched by suicide and heard of suicide um, many, many, many times. So if you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis and needs help, there is help available. You can call or text 988 or chat at 988lifeline.org to reach a suicide or crisis lifeline. You are not a burden. You are not a burden. And pain is not always obvious. So if you are out there right now listening and those thoughts are running through your head, understand that me right here today, I'm available, period. So we, like I said before, September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. It's a time to raise awareness of the, um, this taboo topic. And um, we use this month to shift to shift, shift the perception of the public and try to spread hope and basically share information to people that have been affected by suicide. So um, I was thinking, like, how have I been personally touched by suicide? And I had to go back, 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 back in some years ago. I don't, I really can't tell you what year this was. I want to say... It had to be like 2002, 2003, so almost 20 years ago, right? I was on a trip with a bunch of my um, upper bound classmates, and it was, a, I want to say it was 7th seventh, seventh and 8th grade. At the time, I was attending um, Lisbon Junior High School, which was our elementary and middle school, before we all came together as one school. And there was a student there who was a year older than me. Um, he was in the eighth grade at this time. And um, he wasn't on the trip. You know, he wasn't at Oberbound. He was just, you know, a regular student, but not really a regular student. Like, you know, you know how you have, like, class clown? This He wasn't class clown. He was really, like, the school clown, like, for real, like. I could just remember him being like a super jokester, always laughing, always trying to make somebody else happy. And when I go back in my head and think about that now, he was really 
masking a lot of mental issues. Like he was going through something so deep mentally, nobody around us knew or could tell the signs because back then, 20 years ago, okay, I grew up in the church, right? So in church they tell you suicide is bad. You'll go to hell because you can't repent and ask God for forgiveness if you kill yourself. That's all I knew about suicide. That's all I knew. So we're on this trip. I'm thinking, I think we're in Washington, D.C. We're on this charter bus. We had just boarded the bus from something that we had done. And all of a sudden, the bus just starts getting flooded with phone calls to the students, some of the students on the bus. So I'm just like, what's going on? What's going on? And we got word. I don't know who it came from or what. I guess one of the teachers had um, got information or one of the students got information that another student at our school who was an eighth grader at the time had just shot himself. He had just killed himself. At that point, I'm 13 maybe. I didn't I never underst I did not understand the ooh how big this was. I did not understand how deep this was for a 14 year old to kill himself. Um it was when I say that was one of the saddest days I've experienced in my life, like, so sad. And so we had to come back home, not immediately after the news, but, like, having to ride back home and having to think about that, like, wow, like, what are we really, what's really going on? Like, what really happened? Nobody knows. Everybody just thinks he was a really happy, happy boy. Like, he was happy. He was always smiling and just joking, like, what could have possibly been wrong that he wanted to kill himself so back then I never we never heard anything about no mental health we never heard anything about no suicide prevention awareness we never heard nothing about that all we knew was if you kill yourself you're going to hell period people back then called it selfish and which is a ignorant way to think if you ask me Back then, we didn't know what that was. So I didn't really know him on a personal level. But I do have a friend on Facebook who was one of his best friends who also has a podcast show. His show is called My Personal Opinion. It is sports-based. Um, make sure you guys go check it out. His name is Trevor. And uh, I went ahead. I was At first, I was a little skeptical. I was a little nervous to ask him about it because I know it's a very, very tough and touchy subject to talk about so it can trigger a lot of feelings that you really probably had buried and I didn't want to trigger anybody I didn't want to bring no type of depression to nobody this I just wanted you know I just wanted to get more clarification on who AJ was as a person so I reached out to um Trevor and asked him would he be fine with me um asking him about what he felt like this was what was not even the cause of it, but like how can we kind of get in the mind of AJ a little bit? Because he knew him better than a lot of people. So, yeah, he knew him better than, you know, a lot of people. They were best friends. I'm not going to read our 
um, messages word for word, but what I can grasp from what he told me, basically AJ was definitely masking his emotions, his mental emotions with being a comedian, basically. Um, and so he didn't really, he never really got the attention and the love that he craved at home. So that's what made him crave the attention outside the home at school. And so when everybody was looking at him, he felt like, oh, well, I'm the man. I'm, I, you know, I got everybody laughing. You know, everybody know who I am. Everybody know my name. People actually love me. But when, it, when he's home, it's a totally different story. Um, basically, he um, was really close to his grandfather. Um, he loved his grandfather like no other. He really looked up to his granddad, and that man meant the world to him. Once AJ's grandfather passed away, it was a very, very, very tough situation for him to handle. And he felt like he didn't have much of an outlet anymore. And so um, Trevor did end up saying that um, AJ made him a mix CD with his favorite song on there three times. And um, the song is Paradise by LL Cool J and A. Marie. And he said he made him the mixtape. Um, and that day, you know, he dapped him up. And that's when he learned about the transferring of energy because his grandma always said, you know, don't ever hug or shake nobody's hand, just wave and speak because people's demons or energy can definitely jump off to you. They can definitely transfer your energy. So he said he had dapped him up that night or the night before. And when he got home, he was super exhausted. Like he didn't even want to go outside and play. You know, he was just having a hard time waking up or going – Whatever the case may be, he was just having a hard time. His energy was just super low. And so um, later on, he comes to find out that um, he got the news from his parents that AJ had passed away. And he was distraught mentally himself, which brought him in a dark place because they shared some very... Um, private moments and you know he didn't he didn't want to tell he didn't want to speak on it because you know AJ told him not to like he actually found AJ in the classroom one day crying with his head covered up by his jacket and he said he was just crying for like no reason it wasn't for no reason but he was crying but he told him not to tell anybody and, and Trevor said he felt like you know that that was a sign that he probably maybe should have said something but I don't, I don't think that's what it is. I don't think you should place blame on yourself whatsoever because, like I said, back then, we, was not, we were not taught. We were not taught anything about mental illness, mental health, um, suicide prevention, and the red signs, the red flags. I mean, we, we were not taught about these warning signs. They didn't teach us nothing about that in school, in church, at home. We didn't learn about that. If we said anything about us being tired or or we're sad, we would get blasted. In those times, we would get blasted. We would get told, you ain't tired, you ain't even did nothing, you just a child. What you tired for? You ain't got no job. What you sad for? You got everything you, you got everything you asked for. How could you be sad? Like, that's the type of way, that's the generation I grew up in. And even now today, like, I feel like these kids, 
they be on their last, last leg when it comes to mental health. Like, they really be crying out for help. Oh, my God. On social media, if you go back and take a look at people who have, you know, committed suicide and then we know how we, you know how us Facebook, Facebook detectives do. Go back on their page all the way down, scroll years and years back to statuses and be like, wow, they was really, they was really crying out for help this whole time and nobody took it serious. That's something we have to stop. We have to stop because now we know. And when you know better, you do better. So in that situation with AJ, I don't feel like, you know, we had, we didn't have, we didn't have the education. We didn't know. We didn't have the knowledge on what to do in that situation. Had we known, of course, I'm going to tell the tale. I'm going to go tell. Look, he's sad. He's crying. And I feel like something's going on at home and it needs to be looked into. Period. Like I said, we were not, that's not what we were given. We were not given those tools to try and help somebody that was going through something silently. We just look at them crazy. Like, oh, well, some he must be crazy or something. What's what wrong with him? Like, what, what, what's wrong with you? What you crying for? Like, that's the type of approach that we were taught. So I don't feel like you should really, you should even ever place blame on yourself and feel like it was your fault because, again, people have their own mental illnesses and mental issues that they're dealing with. And all we can do right now is better. We know better, so we'll do better. I just want to um, thank Trevor so much for sharing the story because I never, I never knew, I never knew AJ on a personal level like that. I just knew him from around the school that he was a comedian and loved to make everybody around him happy and smile. I knew he was sweet to the teachers. All the teachers knew him like all the teachers. He was just a short kid, you know, just loved to run and play around, like, you know, just like kids do. So when this happened, it was super, super duper shocking. Like, I had never felt that before in my life. Like, wow, like, he really did that? And now in my older years, I can completely understand what he may have been going through, um, which is tough. It's tough to look back 20 years ago and feel like, damn, like, this has been, this has been a silent killer for many, many, many years. And people chalk it up to being crazy, especially the black community. They like, oh, they just, they were just crazy. They crazy in the head, just didn't know what they had going on. Like, I, I cannot stand that, th that way of living right there. That way of thinking, I'm sorry. I cannot stand that way of thinking. Like, what do you mean crazy? That's not crazy. That's like somebody literally having a problem. That's an issue. We can talk about it. We can try to help them. Not necessarily fix it, but we can talk through it. We can work through it and get their mind on something that's more here right now today. Don't feel like you are alone. Don't feel like you have to off yourself. Um, I just want to read off some um, some numbers to let you guys know how how important it is that we engage in this suicidal um, suicide prevention awareness month during September because the numbers are crazy right now. Seventy nine percent of all people who die by suicide are male. Although more women than men attempt suicide, men are four times more likely to die by suicide. Suicide is the second 
second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 14 years old. And the third leading cause of death among people aged 15 to 24. Do y'all hear that? The second leading cause amongst kids that are aged 10 to 14. And suicide is the 12th leading cause of death overall in the whole United States. So 40, 46% of people who die by suicide had a diagnosed mental health condition. But research, research shows that 90% may have experienced symptoms of a mental health condition. So some type of mental health condition going on but never spoke about it. That's 90% of people. They're not going to talk about it. They're not going to tell you they're going through something. Check on your strong friends. Check on your happy friends. Check on the people that are always busy, always got something going on, always making you smile, always making you feel good. Check on that person. Check on that mama that just had a baby, maybe even two years ago and still suffering postpartum depression right now. Check on her. Check on the, the, oldest, the oldest sibling who's helping mama out and, and taking care of the kids, too. Also got to do schoolwork and might even have a part-time job. Check on them, but still making you laugh and making you feel okay. Check on the friend that always checks on you. This, this suicide is preventable. It is definitely 100% preventable. That mental health matters. Talk to somebody. Get a therapist. Do you know that some insurances will cover a therapist for your mental health? It may be taboo in the black community, but right now we need it. You need to go see a professional. Don't hesitate. Do not hesitate. Go see somebody that you've never met, some, never met before that's biased, don't have no clue of who you are. Spill your whole life. Go talk to somebody. I guarantee you, you will feel so much better. So much better. I just... I feel like it's not selfish. I don't think it's selfish. I don't, um, I used to, because that's what I was taught, I used to think it was. But now I no longer feel like um, it's selfish at all. So what I need for y'all to do is check on those strong friends. Also, check on your kids. Their mental health matters too. Check on these kids. From 2020 till now, do you know how many children have died by suicide? Children have not even lived a full life yet. Or how many have attempted to take their lives by suicide? Please, make sure we are checking on our kids. I know we can get into, you know, what we got going on in life and, and things get busy, but take Take that little one to two, three minutes to have a mental health check with your child. Check on their mental, check on their mind, see how they're feeling. Make sure they're talking to you. If they, they're seeming unusually quiet, they're never having a conversation with you, or they're always mad, frustrated, agitated, feel like they always just, you know, they're not, something's not right. Something's not right. Talk to them. Too many kids are losing their life by suicide right now. Like I said, it's 100% preventable. All we have to do is, is know the signs, take a look at the red flags. It's really, it's not as hard as it seems. You can tell when somebody is down and out and feeling some type of way. 
and just need somebody to really vent to and talk to and kind of just need a way out of what they got going on right now. But the way out is definitely not suicide. We need you here. We need you present. You have to be here for yourself. You have to be here for the people that love you. You're not a burden. We love you. We hear you. We want to help you. We want to help you heal. We want to help you get to a better light place, not a dark space. We need a light space. We don't want you to be in that deep, dark depression, whatever the case may be. Speak up. Let's talk about it. Right here on the show, if you need to come to me, my inbox is always open, okay? I don't mind having a conversation with anybody, whether whatever the case may be. If I feel like you are having a hard time and you feel like you need somebody to talk to, just listen. I'm open. I'm here. But if you don't want to talk to me and you just want to talk to somebody that you, you know, that doesn't know you, that doesn't know your life, like I said, make sure you call or text 988. It's the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. If you're experiencing mental health-related distress or you're worried about a loved one who needs crisis support, you can call that number. is 988, or you can chat on 988lifeline.org, and it will connect you to a trained crisis counselor. And it's confidential, free, and available 24-7, 365. I really appreciate you guys for listening tonight. This was a, This was kind of a deep, tough episode. To get through, and we're not done with mental health. This was only part one of the mental health series. I'm going to get a few guests on here, and I'm also going to talk about my own personal journey with mental health on the next one. So I thank you guys so much for listening. I love you, and I will talk to you on the next one. Bye.